All right. It is a Monday night edition of the wrap-up show. There is a lot to get into. Jim is out of the hospital. It has nothing to do with the Padres, we don't think. I think it has more to do with the Niners, to be honest with you. But um, Jim's going to share the story here off the top. Um, Eric Atsenda commented publicly as Padres chairperson for the first time ever at spring training within the last 48 hours and spoke about A.J. Preller's job status as well, which I found to be fascinating. Uh, and we will get into that over the next uh, 45 minutes or so. But Jim is here. What the hell happened, man? I saw you, I want to say, sure. Friday. We did a show, and I got a text from you maybe Saturday at 4 in the morning, maybe 5, that said, dude, I'm in the hospital. I have a kidney stone. It's the worst thing ever. And now you're out. So first of all, I hope you're feeling better. And secondly, what the hell happened? Dude. Uh, <laughs> so Friday afternoon before the show, I was like feeling like some discomfort. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. It, it like kind of felt like someone like, I don't know, just like kicked me in the nuts. Oh, not, yeah, like a hard, not like a hard kick, just like a little sure. tap. I'm like, yeah, oh, no, that, that doesn't feel good. Get to the station, and I'm fine. Like Friday show, everything was fine. I mean, I was nor everything was normal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely normal. Yep. I stay a little after to help Brent out with the Aztec. Right, game. that's right. Yeah. I then drive home probably around like seven ish, seven fifteen hits. I'm halfway home, and I'm like. Oh, what is that? And I'm just like, I go from a zero, zero to a hundred in pain like that. But did you know, did you have any inkling what the pain was related to? None. No, it, it was, okay. it was like in my nuts. Like it was just like, all okay, I don't life. know if we need this. I think people get it. It was in my groin and then it was in like my lower abdomen area. And I'm like, okay. what is that feeling? I get home and I'm thinking like it might just go away if I go like go to the bathroom or something like 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 oh maybe it's just like a bad stomach ache or something. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it didn't go away and it like wouldn't go away and it kept getting progressively worse and worse. What is Aaron saying? Because you're obviously communicating with Aaron at this point. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. Or did she have any inkling what it could be? None of us. We didn't Nobody know what it knew. was. Interesting. Like, Interesting. And and I get home and we're kind of like, what do I do? And I can't. I'm like borderline like on the verge of like not even functioning properly. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I'm, I'm like, okay, give me like another, like, like maybe like half hour, maybe it might go away. I don't want to like immediately go to like an emergency room. If it's like, just like a bad stomach ache or something. Mm -hmm. Like if it's just like maybe food poisoning, I don't know. Like I didn't want to immediately go to like worst case scenario. Got to go to the emergency room. Right. So we wait a little bit. And then I start like throwing up and I'm like, okay, emergency room time. Like we you have growing up. Yeah, it was bad. And I was trying to drink water and it would not stay down. Like just, it would not stay down. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It was just like, okay, th there's something wrong here. Finally, like Aaron was amazing. She, she takes me to the uh, emergency room. And of course, like we go the back way. And so like, we're not even in front of the emergency room. I get out of the car and I'm like running, I'm, like walking to the emergency room, like just like throwing up. It, it was a disaster. Get in the emergency room around like 930. Of course, 
if you've been in the emergency room, you don't get in quickly. Like you have to wait a while. No, unless you're dying, unless it's like a heart. Right. So I had to wait for about 45 minutes to an hour Ugh. before I actually got in. And I'm just, I'm a mess, dude. I'm laying on the ground. I'm in like severe pain. People are looking at me like I'm a, like an idiot. I had a cot, like a, a security guard come over to me and like a, a nurse and like, uh, sir, you can't be laying on the ground over here. I'm like, dude, I, this is the only spot I feel you like you can't lay on the ground. It's an emergency room. I'm like, this is the only <laughs> spot where I don't feel like completely dead. And then finally get in. They give me some morphine. I go through like a bunch of different tests. They like give me a CT scan <laughs> and then do like an ultrasound on me. Didn't they have a feel? I mean, your symptoms, they, nobody was like, hey, he probably has a kidney stone. That was never like talked about. No, or that was. That was my initial thought. Like when I started, like yeah. when we started like researching this stuff and like looking on like symptoms of a kidney. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's like, yeah. But I, they had to do this, I think, just to find out like the severity of it because mm -hmm. be like really bad to the point where, you know, like I had surgery, but where some people might need surgery to actually like remove the stone, like all in all. And so I'm in the hospital bed, like poor Aaron. She, I mean, it's like 145 at, like right now. And we're just waiting. They finally come in. They're like, yeah, you have a kidney stone. You also have uh, an infection. Um, and we have to transfer you to the hospital. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I'm at the emergency room and they have to transfer mm. to a different hospital because the scripts that I went to didn't have um, a doctor there to treat me. Right. The doctor for this specific thing was at the Scripps, Scripps Hospital in Hillcrest. So I had to wait for an ambulance to come pick me up. Aaron, I, I sent like, Aaron just go home. She went home. I was in the emergency room until 4.30 in the morning before an ambulance came to take me to the hospital in Hillcrest. Then when I get to the hospital there, they're telling me that I have emergency, emergency surgery in like 40 minutes. And they're asking me a bunch of questions and they're taking my blood. I'm like, what is happening, dude? Like, what is going on? And then finally I have surgery at like 6.15 in the morning. And they tell me that they put this thing called a stent up my dude. <laughs> basically, it's opening up to get the kidney stone out. Like it's it's made it's basically making me go pee a lot. And it's just like opening up my bladder, and they're just like, there we go. <laughs> and um, and then by the time I get out, I mean, it was it was a disaster, dude. It was it was insane. It was the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Okay, a couple of things because that sounds awful. It's the worst thing ever. It, is there? <laughs> so we all know because everyone that just just heard this story, are there preventative measures? Men they can me. I take? went under. I, yeah, I went. I went to. They put me under. Like this was like a legit yeah. surgery. Like they put me under. Like you were fully under. You were fully under. Fully General. under. Okay, but are there things that you can do? To, because I had a boss in minor league baseball that had them a good amount. Okay. Like three, four times while I worked for him in, in 10 years. So like, are there things you can do for it to like not occur? Did they, did they tell you that? Was that discussed or no? Yeah. They, they said that, they, um, there's not really like something you can do to like fully prevent it. 
mm-hmm. but there's things that you could do to to like Is you get it like juice <laughs> no it's it's basically just okay. drink a lot drink a shit ton of water <laughs> like Interesting. You, you, it, like sometimes people get kidney stones and they pass them and they don't even really feel them because they're not Whoa. like they're not like large but as when it gets to a once certain it gets point, to a certain size then you're like yeah once it gets to a certain size then it starts like this is kind of like it's no, no, like, no. Okay, okay, okay. So it's like scraping you, and it like it's, it's oh, impossible. Dude, 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 dude. We got this is a <laughs> okay. Here's what we're gonna do. Jim, Jim is good. I'll tell everybody we'll, tomorrow on the radio more oh, great. details. We, we, you get the same twenty minute story tomorrow on the radio. I'm sure oh, everyone's dude. excited. Make sure to tune in actually at three twenty when the story is over. But I'm okay. I'm, everything's fine. I still, I'm hurting, but uh, dude, all all I gotta say yeah. is drink your water. A lot of it. I haven't been drinking a lot, so I'm actually. Here's the deal: I'm getting water. Go get After water. After that story, dude. You need to get water. It, dude. You are literally. Oh, this is unbelievable. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna get the biggest water I have. Drink all. I'm telling you, man. Drink all the water possible. I even got those IV packs to like help me get more water. Hold on. Yeah, I'm I know. Back. Yeah. Get a lot of water. Mm. <laughs> Drink all the water, everybody, boys and girls. Drink your water. Man. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> John's going to chug water right. out. Let's freaking talk Padres baseball. Hold on. Well, I mean, talking Padres baseball is like getting the kidney stone. So, <laughs> dude, I almost spit all over the floor. That is funny, though. I mean, kind of um, a little bit. Thank the Lord you're okay because this thing would have sucked if you do people like, could you have like died? I mean, I don't even know what happens. Would you? I don't even want to talk about it. This is well, too scary. And it, there, the diet does play. I see people in chat would like, does the diet, well, like, what, like, diet, diet does play a factor in what way? Like, like what makes it prone, for example? Like, is it like salt? Is it meat? Like heavy is excesses it? of salt? Like, mine wasn't like to the point of like really bad, but. Bro, you were not. You had emergency surgery. It must I not know, have been good. but there's people that are way worse than me. Okay, all right. Anyway, basically, okay. water. As Mike says, water good, soda bad. Here's the deal, and you know me. I've been drinking some soda recently. I'm done. I'm I'm cold turkey now because of this. So, kind of thank you for maybe helping others not go through what you just experienced. Okay, here's what I'm asking of people right now. If you're here live or on replay and just went through that story, hard hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, please subscribe. We're 13 subscribers away from 5,600. Jim just yes. had surgery this weekend and is back two days later. If you are here live or on replay and you have not subscribed, please seriously do that. Um, we're here for you. So please subscribe. If you're here right now, you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. We appreciate the super chats. Great way to support the channel. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We appreciate the memberships as well. Just click join down below. This is called a segue. Eric Kitsenda speaks at Padres Spring Training on Saturday can't, morning. Can't and Jim was like, that. Jim was in emergency surgery. Eric Kitsenda spoke. Now, I watched the entire conversation with Kitsenda, Grupner, and the media. I think it was about 10 minutes. Marty had it on our YouTube page. So find it at, uh, what is it, Marty Caswell TV or Marty yeah. Time TV? Yeah. And I watched the entire thing, and it was interesting. And I thought Eric Kitsenda was really well-spoken. I thought he did a very good job. The huge takeaway, and it is a massive takeaway, is he was asked two questions about Preller's tenure, essentially. One or two. One of them from Dennis Lim. And he literally said he'll be judged on 2024 and we're all accountable to the performance. Myself, Eric, talking about Grupner, 
and AJ Preller. And then the follow-up might have been from Kevin Acey. It may have been from Dennis. I forget about, well, at what point do you start grading his tenure? Is this a 2020 on? Is this from last year? He said, no, all that matters is, I'm paraphrasing, all that matters is 2024. So this is what I've learned. If one thing is true here, he had a lot of obviously rope with Peter Seidler. That's changed, if nothing else. There's not the same amount of rope with Eric Atsenda that he had with Peter Seidler. Now, I don't know if that means his job's in jeopardy if they don't get to the postseason in 2024. If you watch this clip, you'd say it is. You would say his job is in jeopardy if they do not make the postseason in 2024. I was surprised, Jim. I don't know if you've seen that video clip, but I was surprised that he said it as strongly as he did. He said he's a, a brilliant evaluator of talent, but he's accountable for the team's performance like we all are. Yeah, I had a lot of time in the hospital to do a bunch you of nothing. It. I saw it. I I admit I didn't watch the entire press conference because okay. when it first came out, I you was like, I was like, well, uh, uh, like what the fuck is happening? But I will say one, um, I'm glad he looks exactly like the one picture online. He looks exactly like that picture. Just, I was surprised it, by that too. Exactly like that picture. Very well spoken. Mm-hmm. Very knowledgeable. He spoke baseball. He didn't. He wasn't like misspeaking the terms. I thought. No, 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 no. Very knowledgeable. Very buttoned up. Yep. Probably by design. Probably has yep. gone over this a couple times. Um, mm -hmm. Very professional. There was nothing that stood out from him that I was like, eh. you know, like it just. It felt. And this is going to sound bad because I know, you know, Peter's gone, but it felt normal. Like it didn't feel like an abnormal person speaking on behalf of the Padres. Mm -hmm. um, it just what it was weird to not have Peter be the one talking about these things. But at the same time, it, it wasn't like it felt like someone out of place, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. And the budget, him talking about payroll, like it is what it is. I don't, I don't know what else you want him to say. Like, He's not Peter. They're not going to act on like Peter acted when it comes to the payroll. Um, I would be, I think I'd be more shocked if he came out and was like, yeah, we're going to start spending a bunch of money and like talking about spending big time contracts when like, are you even really the chairman of this team for the foreseeable future? Cause we've heard you're not like, we've heard this is kind of just temporary until things kind of settle down and you, the team finds a successor. Um, but the AJ thing is the most interesting part of the whole thing because uh, I did not expect him to say that. I did not expect him to kind of put him on the hot seat a little bit to, from the from a standpoint of like, you know, hey, if things don't go the way that this organization and and Peter wanted wants things to go, which is making the postseason and winning baseball games and competing for championships, then maybe we have to look for changes. I thought it was going to be like full support uh, no matter what, like AJ, there's a vision here, same vision that Peter had. And and that wasn't the full case. I don't feel like. I completely agree. I mean, I was very surprised to start a camp by saying that someone's status, well, isn't uncertain, but will be, you know, we're going to, we're going to judge based on what is accomplished. Now, nothing else really matters. What accomplished, what is accomplished or was what what is not accomplished is basically what you're going to be held to. And like he said, that we're all accountable. So, I mean, I haven't heard that. I mean, you you look at some of the quotes from Peter Seidler this past summer when the team was really going south and Peter Seidler gave a full vote of support 
for AJ Preller. Well, six months later, that's not what Eric Atsenda did. Um, also, he of course, he talked about the budget, and there were a lot of questions about the payroll. I mean, that was primarily the 10 minutes. I'd say six of the 10 minutes were on the payroll and the budget yeah. and how their payroll's down $100 million. He said, well, some of it's a product of the fact that it's been a slow offseason and the free agent market and that they may not be done. But he didn't say they aren't done. He said they may not be done spending, dependent on market conditions. But even like in, in the last 48 hours, um, you see like these like – fourth and fifth rotation candidates either going elsewhere or even like a Hunjin Ryu signing in Korea or reportedly going back to Korea. Like there, there's not going to be a lot of names at the end of the day. It, all of a sudden it's going to be March and you're dumpster diving and you might be kind of just throwing money against a wall and seeing if it sticks. So, I mean, I expect some level of spend potentially from the Padres, but it's not going to be anything significant. Their payroll is going to be down like $90 million from a year ago. Um, why? I mean, people question that. Like, is this because of your TV? And Gruppner kind of pushed back at that saying, well, no, you know, other areas of revenue go up and some areas of revenue go down. And we're not specifically in this payroll situation because of our TV revenue. Take that for what it's worth. That was um, Eric Gruppner. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, but to me, the number one takeaway was Eric Katsenda not fully backing his general manager at the start of spring training. Like my takeaway out of that was not, hey, I'm in AJ Preller's corner. It was, hey, he's a good talent evaluator, but at the end of the day, we got to win. And if we don't win, we'll make decisions based on that. That's what he said, essentially. Yeah. And with Eric Grubner standing right by his side. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Interesting. I mean, Eric Grubner, same thing. I mean, he's responsible for revenue. Like if right. the revenue drops precipit uh, precipitously, if the TV numbers don't come in, I mean, that's that's on Grubner. Just like if they don't win on field, that's on Preller. And he mentioned how he thought that the organization was one of the most stable organizations in all of baseball. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I think um, – I would say this is a pretty big year for Preller, right? Like, this feels like a big year for him, and that's why the lack of addressing true needs coming up to the start of spring training and into the season kind of feel pretty important. Um, and maybe Preller doesn't have like the opportunity or the wiggle room to do it because he's given the, the budget by Eric Casenda and the Padres. And, and he's like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? So maybe he's kind of sitting there like, fine, if I can't do what I want to do, then guess what? Jackson Merrill, Jacob Marcy, Graham Pauly, all these guys, all these young guys, you're going to see, you're going to be seeing a lot of them then. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a possibility. Absolutely. I mean, you got to make the most of what opportunities are presented to you. And if you can only spend so much, then they're going to do what they can do considering that. Now I would, I would say this, even if you're curtailed by spending, you can still make trades and they've True. been very quiet there other than obviously Soto. I'm seeing the spin, by the way, I'm seeing what they're saying about the Soto trade. Right. I'm reading the articles about the soda trade now, how we really feel like we did better than we could have or not yeah. should have, but you know, we feel like we got all we possibly could for Juan Soto. And here's why it's a big win for the organization. We'll see on field guys. Like, here's the thing, here's the one thing. Whatever people are saying right now, like it all hits the fan. Like you you can't PR your way through a losing season. You have to win on field. I think Kyle Higashioka. Is going to be a good back, backup catcher. I think Drew Thorpe is probably a promising prospect. I think Michael King can help, but it's got to all happen on field. So right. 
those things can be true, but if you go 80 and 82, a change is coming. I'm, I'm telling you, Jim, like you said, you think it's a pretty big year. It is a big year. It has to be. The rope is ending. There's just no way, after hearing what we heard on day one from Eric Atsenda, that at the end of the year, say, you know what? I thought about it. The 80 and 82, well, Drew Thorpe made the major leagues. I just, I don't see it based on what he said, you know, to Dennis and whomever else. Um, like, if you're saying that day one of spring training, Jim, then then you got to hit, like, you got to hit a number. Like, you got to win a certain number of games. You got to get to the postseason. And it's not going to be like, there's no gray in there, in my opinion. When, um, when do you think we'll hear from Eric Ascenda next? Or do you think this is the only time we're going to hear from him all year? I think it'll be rare. Yeah. I think it'll be really rare. I think yeah. maybe he'll do an interview with like the Athletic or the UT one time. Well, I mean, Kevin said like by design, he doesn't want to be quoted, doesn't want to have right. pictures up right. with, uh, of him. He's very proud of having one picture online. Um, so this might be it. This might be it for... Which is Eric fine. Asenda. He answered. He he said, "I'm happy to answer any and all questions." That's how he started, and he did that to his credit. He talked. Here's all that anyone cares about, and I said this from day one. And by the way, people aren't freaking. I mean, he did it. M maybe in retrospect, I mean, it is what it is. But he he addressed payroll, was non-committal. He addressed television. Eric Gruppner at least did, um, and he addressed AJ Preller's status. Like that. That's the story. Those are the stories. He that is what public relations is. Answer the questions about the stories that people want to hear about, and that's it. You can go away. You can go into the shadows now. Now, if the team doesn't win, you got to make decisions. And Eric Etsenda, at the end of the year, is going to have to make decisions, or someone will, on his behalf, because you can't yeah. go eighty and eighty-two and then go into hibernation, because you just spoke. So now people have to be accountable for what you just said. So again, I think if they make the postseason, nothing changes. I'd be shocked if anything changed. I think that if is, they don't make the postseason, I'd be shocked if something didn't change. That'd be such like a huge decision if Eric Casendo were the one to make that. Which is which is crazy to think. Like, like is he going to be the one to make a decision on the future of AJ Preller? It's, it kind of seems like it, right? I mean, well, who else could it be? Peter's brother, but again, if if you make a transition at the end of the year to someone in the Sather family. That may give Preller additional cushion. Oh, Maybe. we're making a change. I'm going to evaluate. It wasn't, I wasn't in charge. I think Eric Ascend has got 2024. Like, I feel like yeah. at the end of 2024, Eric Ascend has to make decisions. If not, it's like, who's running this thing? Who is running this thing? I, I felt like it, yesterday it was Eric. I felt like that, but is that going to Eric Ascend? But is that going to change at the end of the year? I would think it's a group of people. It's not like a one-person decision like it was with Peter. Sure. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, it just goes to the to the fact here that uh, this is a very important year for the Padres. Um, whether you want to, and by you, I mean fans, you want to mm -hmm. temper expectations, like, okay. But I don't think the expectations in that, in that organization is like, hey, if we finish 82 and 80 with a couple rookies that perform well, it's going to be fine. And maybe it is, but I didn't get that sense from either. Did I, Eric man? Like, I was oh, Jackson Merrill tried to be a nice little player. Like, uh, what was the record? What did they make the postseason? Here's what surprised me for I didn't watch that video until 24 hours later, and I didn't think there was a lot of reaction on social media or even with the media in terms of what Eric Atsenda said. Like, to me, that is front page. If you're a Padres fan, if you're in this lane, a sports fan in San Diego. 
That's a massive story, what Eric Atsenda said about A.J. Preller. No one has ever said that about A.J. Preller in his entire tenure, that he's not, quote-unquote, safe, that he's being evaluated, that we're accountable. We've never heard it, not from Ron Fowler on A.J. Preller and not from Peter Seidler. That is a shift. And when you got one pro team in the big four in town, and that is what ownership is saying about a general manager – that, along with the Juan Soto trade, are like the off-season stories to me. Like, it's significant. Now, maybe it's a holiday weekend, and you're not, you know, people aren't going to radio stations and, you know, doing wrap-up shows. But come tomorrow on the radio for at least us, I mean, that, that to me is a massive story. You're starting the year with the owner saying, we're all accountable for what happens on the field, including A.J. Preller. Or in the hospital. exactly exactly so it was like maybe a perfect weekend to say to say what he said uh let's get back to this in a moment we do want to remind our viewers about our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show our good friend mark nimitz who is a terrific insurance agent you can take it from us if you have an insurance need mark will take care of you he is a padres fan lifetime padres fan native san diegan i've got a homeowner's life insurance and earthquake insurance policy with mark if you switch your insurance he can save you 750 dollars or more it's more than just saving money. He's a great agent with great service and communication. I had a claim that I had to file in 2022. He saved us thousands of dollars and dozens of hours of time, whatever it is, auto, home, business, life, renters, whatever your insurance need. Click the link in the description down below. You can get a free quote online or call Mark Nimitz. He will talk to you about the Padres and saving you money on your insurance. If you support our channel, please support our title sponsor since literally day one. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, all his information is below in the ticker. Mnimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, let him know that uh, John and Jim the wrap-up show sent you. You know, other stories coming out of the first couple of days of spring training and camp is that you are going to see Joe Musgrove and you, Darvish, to start. Oh, you're going to see them this year? They're going to pitch? Well, first of all, we didn't see Darvish last year because the WBC until the start of the season. We also didn't see Musgrove because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And for your top two starters to appear, is it in game one and game two, or is it in the same game? I forget if it's either both on Thursday or one's Thursday so and the other's Friday. Joe and King on Thursday. Okay, so then Darvish on Friday. But it kind of speaks to the urgency that they're going to be playing a game on March 20th, and they shouldn't be dilly-dallying. Like There's no, there's no real lead-in or lead-up time. That's my concern, by the way, with someone like Blake Snell, still in free agency. Because all of a sudden the season's going to be here and he's going to be ramping up really quick, which I think is concerning. And he's not the only one, but he's going to be paid a lot and there'll be a lot of attention on him. But the fact that Musgrove and Darvish are ramping up in February, one month out from March 20th, actually inside of a month by the time they pitch, I think is very encouraging for the organization because they understand that there should be a sense of urgency. At least the players understand it. I think with Darvish and Musgrove pitching games one and two, of the Cactus League. Well, and I think it might be good for the players because sometimes spring training feels like it's so long. And yeah, so not this year. they kind of go into spring training like, I'll get myself into shape. Yeah. You can't really do that this year. I mean, you have a little walk-up time, but you got to be ready to go fairly quickly, especially from a pitcher standpoint, like built up. And, you know, I, I know that, it's only it's only a week before the actual season starts, but if you're Joe and you're you're you, you gotta be ready to go 
well before the season. And so you have to like kind of do everything um, like, okay, this week I should be here, but because we have games at this point, I need to be a week ahead of schedule. And so I need to be doing things at an accelerated pace. And I, I think it might be good for the team just to like get everyone focused and not have any lapses of I can wait or do this or whatever. Like you got to be on it from the jump. And hopefully that's the case with this team. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree with that. I mean, think of it, think of it this way. You got to be ready to go 75 to 90 pitches March 20th. Yeah. Which is a real ramp up. I mean, again, now, they'll, they'll make four plus starts if you pitch like February 22nd and 27th and the third, like there's enough time to make whatever it is, you know, four starts. Maybe it's a fifth, maybe you throw an inning in, in Korea because there's a couple of games they're playing in Korea before they play March 20th and 21st. But like, you know, you're not going to, there's no way Joe Musgrove on March 20th, if he starts opening day or you Darvish, if he starts opening day, he's going to be asked to throw 50 pitches. Like uh -huh. you got to be asked to throw 80, 90 pitches. You're not, there's no way you come out and say, Oh, it's just a bullpen game. He can go two innings and we got right. this great bullpen. That, that you're not setting yourself up for success. You got to be able to give your team five innings on opening day. And by the way, it's a taxing lineup. <laughs> And that's putting it lightly to be facing the Dodgers for the first two games. And if you're on a pitch count of 80 for Musgrove and Darvish, you know, you, you're asking for a little bit of trouble. Um, of course, all hands on deck and you have a week off afterwards. You could use 10 pitchers in the game or eight pitchers in the game and you'd be fine for doing it. But these guys got to be ready to go five plus innings is the, is the way I look at it. Um, and it's not going to be easy against a Dodgers team. So, again, I, I give them credit for pitching February 20, whatever, 22nd, understanding that you kind of have to do that to put yourself in a position to be successful as early as they're going to be pitching this year. And uh, Schulte didn't, yeah, Schulte. Yeah, didn't say, he said, uh, don't read anything into uh, Joe getting the start with King piggybacking. It's just, it is what it is. Don't, don't read into gotcha. like, oh, that means Joe is going to be the starter on day one or opening day. Gotcha. Like, oh, yep. Michael King is going to be the number two. Like I, I don't read anything into that. I don't. I also think don't read anything into the the lineup. Um, that could change for sure, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think everybody's kind of waiting to see some of these young guys out there and see how they do. I mean, Jackson Merrill. It's just you know batting practice, but the guy looks. I mean, he looks the part. He looked like he doesn't Jack look out of place. Dude. He's he's like as big as Tatis, maybe bigger. Um, you know it. We'll see what he does in the. We see what we'll see what he does in the field at the plate, but um, yeah, I don't think we should take any. Like, it's going to be nice to see them out there for sure, and it's definitely something to talk about. And if Jackson Merrill on when is it Thursday? Yeah, he'll definitely be out there. Say he goes three for four with like a double, like people are going to be like, "Oh my god, start him now!" But um, you kind of you just kind of wait and see and see how it goes, um, and then and knowing that. AJ can still make a move. I think this team has to make a couple more moves. I mean, I don't see how they can't afford to. Um, and uh, I will believe him when he says, and AJ, that the roster they have right now won't even be close to the same roster throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree with that because that's how I feel about basically every team in Major League Baseball. Um, Most teams have like guys at certain spots that you like – Okay, this guy's gonna be this guy. They they have no left fielder. They have no center fielder. They have no DH. Mm -hmm. You know, 
And like Jackson Merrill's not even on. I mean, is he on the forty man? No, he's not. I don't know if he is. I mean, they can. They'll have to put him on if they got room. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think he is because they wouldn't have needed for him to be on as of yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, listen, out of this group of Merrill, Paulie, Marcy, one of them is starting March twentieth. Agree or disagree with that? Merrill, I'm... Marcy, Paulie, one of them is starting March twentieth. I'll uh, I'll say one of them starts March twentieth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I think one of them starts again, and that's not the end of that. That's not the craziest thing. That's no. not crazy. Um, but what's crazy is if three of them make the team and two of them struggle, and then what kind of you know where are you at that point? What what options do you have at that point? But if you happen to have Jackson Merrill in the opening day roster, guess what? You just started his clock, and are you going to yo-yo him? Or are you going to actually keep him out there? Depends on how he performs. I mean, that's on the organization, you know? That's a great question. That's a really good question. He has to play. There's no world where he starts two for 20 and he's playing one of every three days. He just has to play. So if he starts two for 20, he should be getting his 21st at bat. Um, at what point you say it's not good enough? Longer than, you know, I don't know, a month? If he doesn't hit, a month and a half, something like that. Depends what your record is. But right. yeah, that's the, that's a huge concern. Of course, it's a huge concern. How he performs It's not just putting him on the on the team. That, I mean, that's easy. The easy part is putting him on the team. The hard part is what do you do if he if he doesn't perform? Then you have real questions, and you have a legitimate like, what do we do here? Do we keep him up the big leagues? Let him try to get out of this funk, or does he really need more time? Mm-hmm. That's going to be huge. And I'm not I'm not yet convinced. Even to your point, like, okay, he he looks the part, you know, at BP, and let's say he goes three for four on Thursday against the Dodgers. I, you know, there's still a lot to be determined. Yeah. Um, there really is. Do they make a trade? Do they make a signing? What role does Jerks and Profar play? You know, there's a lot of things that have to be determined. But, again, I'd be surprised if out of the Merrill, Marcy, Pauly triumphant, <laughs> one of them wasn't starting in some capacity on – on opening day and i'm not again i'm not opposed on its face to that i do think you're opening yourself up to second guessing if it doesn't go the way you hope it goes for sure for sure you know um it's gonna suck because then it's like you don't really want to do that you don't want to have a guy being yo-yoed and you second guess guessing like oh maybe we should have kept him down the minors for a while you want that guy to you know kick down that door and make that decision for the Padres fairly easy. You mm -hmm. want it to be a situation where they're they're sitting there in their offices with you know Shilty and AJ and you know whoever else saying when they come to Jackson Merrill on their big board, yeah, we we have to we have to put him at the big league level because he just did everything we wanted in spring and more. You want to yeah, have no that's doubt. A, that's no exactly doubt. right. Yeah, if he if he earns it then it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it's hard for me to second guess it, Jim. If, if truthfully he does hit, just make it a 333 with like a, I don't know, making a 900 OPS, you know. Seven in doubles, spring, three home runs. Yeah, it, then it's it's hard to be critical of putting him on the opening day roster, even if he then ultimately struggles. I mean, I will. I'll critique it. If he starts two for 20 with two singles and 11 strikeouts, I'll say, well, you have a 20-year-old in the big leagues that has never played above double A that's learning a new position. But I'll also say, well, he hit 350 in spring with a 950 OPS. So it at least made sense 
to put him on the team. To your point, if he hits 129 this spring, he shouldn't be on the team because that's not fair to him and it's not fair to his teammates and he needs seasoning, you know? And there's there's pressure on him for sure because I I think he might know, oh, shit, if I do well this spring, I'm – I'm going to be in the big league roster. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, don't you feel like he might be thinking that or like, yeah, it might've passed his mind, you know, Hey, I'm looking around here. There's nobody in left field or center. <laughs> um, I'm getting reps in left field and center. I'm going to be given just as much offer- opportunity as anybody else here. Which is for a player, you know, that's, an elite prospect is something that they probably relish. You know, I mean, you were drafted in the first round, you've succeeded everywhere you've played in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he can't wait for that opportunity if presented with that. I mean, is it, I think it's more nerve wracking for the organization than it is for Jackson Merrill, if that makes sense. It's like you're too young to even realize the situation you're being put in. You're in Peoria, people are there and, I mean, you got man, all the attention's on other people. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of attention on Jackson Merrill, but it's like he's 20. He succeeded everywhere. He wants to make the team clearly. Now, again, that doesn't mean he's going to succeed if he makes the team, nor does it mean he's going to succeed this spring either. But I'm sure he thinks the sky's the limit. Everything's in front of me. I want to go take advantage of this opportunity. Now, again, it's not his job to put himself on the team. That's A.J. Preller's job to determine if he should be on the team. Jackson Merrill should want the job, just like Marcy Merrill. All these young guys should want to be on the team. Ethan Salas should want to be on the team. It's A.J. Preller and his front office's job to determine who's ready to contribute at the big league level. And you could make a very easy case that none of them are. If this was the Padres of 2023 with the same class of prospects, you wouldn't have Jackson Merrill on the team. You have Juan Soto. You wouldn't have, you know, you, you go on and on and on. But this isn't the 2023 Padres. This is the, you know, um, trim down spending Padres with open openings all over the field. And that's why these guys are going to get some opportunities they would not have gotten one year ago. We have some uh, breaking Padres news on the wrap-up show. Really? At 916 at night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. The Padres agreed to minor league contracts with lefty reliever Austin Davis and outfielder Zach Reeks. Is it Reeks or Rex? Or Rex. Rex returns after a stint in Korea, while Davis spent part of last season in AAA. So Rex or Reeks, to your point, last year in Korea, had a 682 OPS. I'm writing him off. Um, and has a negative 0.5 career war in the majors in 44 ABs. That's not fair, but I'm thinking it's more organizational depth is my point. That's more AAA signing than anything else. Give me the other name, Austin Davis. Austin Davis, yeah. And what did he? Where was he last year, Davis? Um, I don't know. Um, Austin Davis has a five seven nine ERA over fifty six career innings. Or wait. Hold on. No, I had a five seven nine two years ago. Oh, oh, okay. He pitched in the big leagues for like parts of five consecutive years. One hundred thirty six appearances. Was good as a rookie. Had a four one five. I mean, he's a he's a veteran. You know, how was he? Thirty one year old left handed reliever. I mean, is he fighting for a spot? 
in the bullpen? Maybe. Is he going to be pitching in AAA? Probably. The missing pieces. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I'm looking at this. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah, I mean, his numbers aren't good or weren't good last year, if I have this right. But they're just filling out these rosters is the way I look at it. I'm not talking right. about the major league roster. I'm talking about like their minor league rosters. Um, Correct. Like, like last year, listen to this real quick. So last year he made 20 appearances in the PCL with the Astros AAA affiliate. Okay, Sugarland or Sugarland? Uh, Sugarland. He had an 11, he had 11.22 ERA. Okay. 11.22. Is that good? So like, I mean, that's the ultimate reclamation. Um, Get him with yeah, Ruben Niebla. He'll be an all-star. Fix him. His career, he's got a 5-6-1 in his career in 136 major league games. So he'll be pitching in AAA. Yeah. And, and his teammate will be this Rex guy or Reeks or whatever Rex his name is who will be, yeah. be playing in, in, in AAA. And again, they, they are probably rounding out rosters below the major leagues because they're if they're not complete on their 40-man, if they're not complete at the major leagues, and if they're trying to – if they envision some of these players that they were ticketing for double A or triple A to play in the major leagues, you have to have players behind them. Correct. So you got to sign veteran minor league free agents, and they're doing that, like all organizations do. But yeah, it, I don't, I don't know if this is like uh, the Juan Soto trade. <laughs> it, may, it may not be. Not, not that level. No. Is is Austin uh, Rex going to be hitting in Game Six of the NLCS this year, or whatever his name is? Yeah, it'd be Austin amazing. Rex is playing at the big league level this year. I don't even know if his name is Austin Rex. Rex, Reeks, whatever. But I, yeah, the other guy was Austin. But whatever. You, okay, so they're making some signings. I mean, camp's open. A couple. Of, I mean, they're playing a game on Thursday, which is less than 72 hours from Have now. they even announced Profar yet? No, he's not on their 40, man. No. And Patino's still wait, not here because so he's Visa. So Profar's not in camp right now? No. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Of the 7,000 videos that I've seen online, I haven't seen one of Profar. Yeah, good point. Yeah, there's been. A, you're not kidding. I've seen seven thousand videos. Dude. Oh, we saw. Oh, by the way, is Suarez no longer the closer after Tatis took him deep in a simulated nothing backfield moment? Controver controversy. What should do you think? A, should we do another video on that? We probably should. We probably should. Um, okay, we're going to get back to it here in a moment. Do want to remind our viewers about our partner on the wrap up show, Underdog Fantasy. If you use promo code Pods Wrap. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That is P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You can 20 times your money in a single night. You can actually 100 times your money potentially in a single night with their Pick'em game, a simple higher or lower across all sports, NBA, MLB, NFL during football season. You go five for five, you're 20 times your money. You can insure it and get four or five right and still win. Again, double your first deposit up to $100, underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S. WRAP, you'll get that 100% deposit match up to $100. Click the link in the description down below or go to underdogfancy.com or the Underdog Fancy app. You nearly won like a million dollars the other night. Did you not? I did <laughs> a NBA, uh, NBA pick them and I did a like five for fiver. Yeah. Where a couple of them were um, like, a bonus, bonus ones. So yeah. like it's like you get five for five. Basically, it's like twenty times the money. Mm -hmm. And I would have won four thousand dollars <laughs> on what? On how much of a wager? It was like twenty bucks, right? 
It was it was like forty bucks. Okay, so you would have won basically a hundred times your money. Yeah, I missed out by. And you were four or five, right? Four or five, and I missed out by. So Jonathan Kaminga needed to score twenty points in the game, and he had thirteen. That's crazy. You came that close to. That's crazy. Oh, so but that just goes to show, folks. I mean, you can a hundred times your money in a single night. Underdogfancy.com. Use promo code Podrapple. Double your first deposit. My problem is I didn't. Jobs. My my problem also I didn't insure it. So like you so yeah you could have won by insuring it still yeah if you insure then you only need a certain amount and four out of five four to five you don't win this you don't win the exact money but you still would still win money yeah yeah next time next time you'll win the four yeah I'll just that's fine you know I'll probably need that money for all my medical bills dude are you oh that's if actually an interesting point dude you go to an ER and you get you end up in a in a ambulance don't like faint when you get that first bill that says you owe like twenty six grand. Because you're going to have to call someone. Because you're going to get a bill in about 90 days, maybe less, 60 days, that says you owe $30,000 to someone. I'm just praying that my health insurance is going to do something. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to – it's taking care of you. That's why friend. I was like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting CT scans. I'm getting Dude. ultrasounds. They're, they're taking me in surgery. They're They're – freaking put me in my uh, hospital bed in my in a hospital room there i'm in an ambulance dude the bill on this in actuality for your insurer is going to be way more than your wedding look at it that way like there, there's no comparison is my guess like whatever you guys are spending on your wedding this bill that goes somewhere is gonna be a big number ambulance emergency room surgery all unscheduled yeah that ain't cheap but again, we—that's why we have insurance. I, you're not paying that, but you know, you but might pay a little. Also, more. another thing too—it's like this was a serious thing. If they didn't, if they weren't, if they were like, and they wouldn't just say, "Hey, we're going to give you an ambulance to go to a hospital to give you emergency surgery for nothing." Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of had like in my mind before I went to the emergency room. I'm like, do I really need to go to the emergency room? Like, I have a really bad stomach ache, and this is like extreme pain. But am I like? Is this something I have to go to the emergency room for? And and yeah, seeing how they did. reacted to it and how the doctors were like, this, you know, a lot of things were going on, like they were moving quick. I was like, okay, this is this is kind of a big deal. Oh, They're no joke, deal. dude. They're no joke. I mean, kidney stones, dude. I mean, even the nurse said, like, good thing you got here. Well, one, good thing you got here, but two, uh, and she, you know, nicest nurse ever, but she's like, you know, there's nothing, there's, there's nobody here that was going to say like, Oh, suck it up. It's just a little pain. Like they understand that kidney stones and you know, when you start messing with your kidney. Oof. So nobody was like, you're soft. Nobody said I was soft, which was that's very nice. That Even is though nice. I'm sure you would say I'm soft. No, not with kidney stones. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to play that game. You, I'm not dude, playing that you game. Never, I would never. Anybody, everybody watching on replay or live, I, I don't wish that on anybody. Dude. I bet a lot of men. I wonder what percent of men experience it at some point in their lifetime. It's a, it's it's got to be a healthy number. Like there's people I was just looking at the chat earlier. There were two, three, four, five people that said I've experienced it. So think about that. It, I mean, there's a, there's people that go through it. I don't know what percent, but I think the older. I mean, I bet I don't know. There's a percentage of men that go through it. Clearly, it's not like one in a million. Is my point. That's what makes it scary that it happens. Yeah. Drink water. Um, before we get out of here, 
this is from our friends at FOCO, this Padres um, floral shirt. In addition to that, nice. our friends at FOCO have this Fernando Tatis Jr. big head bobblehead. Yes. If you would like any official Padres merchandise from our friends at FOCO, click the link pinned in the top of the chat. Use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10. You'll get 10% off your order. Or click the link in the description down below. Baseball season is here. FOCO has amazing products, bobbleheads, um, merchandise, memorabilia, whatever it is. Our friends at FOCO have it for you. Use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10 and get 10% off. All right, Jim, you should get some rest. I'm going to do a Facebook chat. An Aztecs Facebook Live video right now at 9.30. That's why we have this 8.30 show. Talking some Aztecs. I'll switch the hat. I'll switch the hat for the next show. I got lots of hats here. Oh, nice. nice. Wow, look at you. Oh, just yeah. line everything It's like a hat up. store. Oh, oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> look oh, at me. Come on, little camera guy. You got to like double tap the front of it. I don't know how to do that. Oh, Lord. Oh, perfect. All right. On that note, here on that note all right look at this all right we gotta get out of here um if you miss anything please subscribe by the way we're like 10 subscribers away from 5600 please subscribe if you are subscribe, here You're subscribe on because i died exactly subscribe because jim died support our partners mark nimitz at farmers insurance our title sponsor underdog fantasy use promo code podswrap p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p you'll get that 100 deposit match up to 100 and again if you're going to foco getting ready for the upcoming season use promo code wrap up show 10 you'll get 10 percent off for jim who hopefully will feel better with each passing day i'm john the, the keyword passing Keep drinking your water, guys. It's been the wrap-up show. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio. Peace out. Bye.